1: microphones on Uh, uh, hey where are we there's something timey-wimey going on here
0: welcome to the pod doctors on the fangirl zone a podcast on the bbc series doctor who i'm sean fangirl s
1: i'm so confused
2: and i'm steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode one and two of series 12
1: Oh, and I'm Terry, and we've moved to a new home thanks to Sean. Thank you, Sean, for allowing us to be on the Fangirl Zone.
0: Welcome to the Zone. There's baked goods in the corner, and it's BYOB. Oh,
1: God, is it baked goods. <laughs> and before we just before we jump into the news, I just want to add that waiting for this uh, new season from the last one, I kind of felt like uh, Emperor Palpatine. Long have I waited.
0: (laughs) And on that note, feel forever.
1: I know, holy moly! And the only gripe I have is I think I said it to Steve: we don't, we didn't get a Christmas or a New Year's special. We just jumped into the season. Yeah. So I'm kind of. What's up with that? (laughs) I'm kind of bemuggered about that. So, and on that note, let's go to the news, Steve. What do you got?
2: All right, we've got ratings for episodes one and two. Episode one brought in a 0.19 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.790 million viewers, making it the 52nd rated cable show for the day. Episode two brought in a 0.15 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.569 million viewers, making it the 57th rated show for the day
1: and people wonder why i hate football.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah with I episode
2: think a lot 2 of
0: people were confused too that we didn't get like you said a christmas or new years and so they're like oh crap it's starting. All right.
2: Right. Yeah, cuz when 99 it's like put, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, when they first put the initial advertising it said new year's day and i made that our banner on our facebook page and i thought okay we are going to get a new year's day special. And then, you know, probably a couple weeks later or February, they'll start the season. And then it turned out, uh, this is episode one, and it's part one of two. What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really bizarre. Uh, Chris Chibnall, you're lazy. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. But there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened, and obviously we're going to get to that. But
1: I love these two episodes.
2: Chibnall seems to have uh, changed his pattern from... uh the previous season as far as having only new monsters and kind of not touching on the history where can't say that anymore.
1: No. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of doing a JJ course correction with uh, doctor who, right? Yeah. And I welcomed it. I love these two episodes.
0: Obviously. If you guys have been paying attention already, you notice we are going to be doing episodes one and two together since it was a two-parter. Now, if any of it turns into Classic Who, where it's like a multi-parter that goes over the entire season, we're not going to do it that way. But
1: No.
2: No.
0: (laughs) But this one goes together.
1: I think we're getting two or three uh, two-parters.
2: Yeah, I think there's at least two. I think the finale is a two-parter as well.
1: Yeah, so...
0: Right. That's a nice change.
1: I'll
0: Let's take that. dive headfirst into the snaps for episode one. far, part one. When intelligence agents around the world come under attack from alien forces, MI6 turns to the only people who can help, a certain doctor and her companions. As they travel the globe in pursuit of answers, threats arrive from all sides, leaving Earth's security resting on the team's shoulders. But where will this planet-threatening conspiracy lead them?
2: And for Skyfall Part 2, a terrifying plan to destroy humanity is about to reach fruition. Can the Doctor and her companions escape multiple traps and defeat a deadly alliance?
1: Bum, bum, ba! Can Steve escape his (laughs) tongue-tied? Yes! (laughs) Normally, that's me. Yeah, yeah, no. Steve rocks that stuff. So, um, <laughs> uh, so let's get into our uh, general discussion here uh, of Spyfall. I, <clears throat> I think this was really good. I thought, Chipno was kind of almost classic Who-ish, but at least it had more of a. Um, if I, I don't think classic's quite the right word, but tra- traditional Doctor Who feel. Uh, In these two episodes. So we're starting out with Doctor and her fam, Gray and Ryan and Yaz. They're all chilling out, doing different things in Sheffield. I don't know if Yaz is really chilling. And uh, they're semi-kidnapped by MI6.
2: Now, how many times have we seen a Doctor playing mechanic on her TARDIS?
0: Oh, I know. I love it.
2: That was awesome.
0: you (laughs) never see the other ones do that.
1: No. And they
2: were all men.
1: Well, we've seen them work on it, but we've never seen the TARDIS up on an automobile lift.
2: Right. That's true. (laughs) Very true.
1: Yeah. Because Matt Smith was always tinkering under the lower level. Right. Uh, He was always, you know, buried in wires every now and then. But I love that it was up on a lift. Yeah. (laughs) I got a a kick out of that. (laughs) Um, And I love her. She loves to wear those big goggles. They're almost like um, soldering goggles. Yeah, those big things. So then all the governments, it turns out, of the world have authorized this agency's head, MI6, played by uh, Stephen Fry. And it's uh, uh, he's called uh, C. And I love Stephen Fry. I think he's great. And as soon as I heard he was going to be here, I was like, yeah. And uh, he asked the doctor for help in the face of a series of unexplained ta- attacks on their intelligence agents. Uh, uh, I love how he's kind of slightly dismissive. You know, I hear you're the expert on these things. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love how he says all things impossible.
2: Right. As but you're there's... a man. You're not a man. What's up with that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, I love that. It. <laughs> yeah, I love how he says, you know, uh, the, the, you're an expert on the impossible. As if he's expecting her to say, well, I don't have an answer. You know, and then when she gives it, he's like, oh, I was afraid of that. So it turns out that all of the agents, and they were all different parts of the globe we saw, they're being attacked by light beings that can move through solid matter. The creatures uh, attack through paintings, ceilings, and even a mid-air airplane bathroom wall. (laughs) You know what?
0: Those airplane bathrooms are disturbing enough as it is. Yeah. Do you really need to add alien creatures attacking you in the tiny, tiny little room?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like getting attacked in a lit closet. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm always afraid I'm going to get sucked out of the airplane when I get finished, so, you know. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm like reaching with my arm, stretching towards the door, trying to hit the thing. Anyway, and uh, once they've finished, their victims are left comatose, with completely rewritten DNA. Orphan Black, anybody? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out as the doctor and uh, the fam are en route to MI6, the car in which they're riding is hacked. Melody. That's why I'm, ne- I'm never getting a car with that in there.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
2: Smart car? nope, no, don't want one.
1: Like if my phone starts doing it, I can pick it up and throw it out the window. Right. So, and it got pretty uh, scary there. Someone takes control of the navigation system. Uh, They use it to assassinate the driver with a ray blast. That's got to (laughs) hurt.
2: Just a little.
1: Yeah, that's got to like crimp your day. Uh, Then the car speeds its remaining inhabitants towards likely doom, all backwards, by the way. um, Telling them to die while blasting away from the navigation screen. They're doing a hell of a job on the seat headrest, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing the headrest. It turns out that the technology is impervious to the doctor's sonic screwdriver, so she has to get clever to foil it. And I, I love what she does. She rips down the vehicle's rearview mirror and deflects a ray blast back at its source. Smart gal. Uh, I never would have thought that, and it's right there above it. Right. You know. Sometimes the most obvious things are like, huh? Uh, the car stops just barely without going over the edge of a unfinished highway.
0: I was a little like nervous, to be honest.
1: Yeah. yeah, I thought she was gonna have to, like as soon as the car fell, you know, try to transport him out of there or something. I don't know, I don't know what she was gonna do. But it just stopped in time, and uh, the, she's able to drive it to MI6 headquarters to get answers. She's a little P.O.'d. So she yeah. <laughs> Just yes, a little. think? And, you know, C. is telling them, it, it we wouldn't happen. And they're like, yeah, it did. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so now they go there to MI6, and they're in C.'s private office, and he loops them in on what he knows, which really isn't a lot. And it turns out that the key thing is that all of the attacked agents were looking into aspects of a tech mogul named Daniel Barton. Played by I, Lenny Lenny Henry. I'm I know like, his face. I can't
0: place where. Uh, well, first of all, can we back up one second when sure. when you're saying C doesn't really know a lot? Doesn't that pretty much cover everybody in charge everywhere?
2: <laughs> At least now with Unit and Torchwood gone, <laughs> it's like what? Where's a left bridge, steward When you need it.
0: Thank yeah, you. I
1: know. I'm just I like
0: oh respect. okay.
1: I know. I was like, "Yeah, where's Le You're right. Uh, God, I mean, need him back. Yeah. Um, at least, at least Kate. I wonder if Kate is like drinking her life away, or is she like in some uh, cottage, uh, you know, country house, you know, fuming.
2: Right. You know? Oh, <laughs> she be that too. Yeah, fuming.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Lenny was in um, Broadchurch. That maybe where
1: you recognize him. I didn't see that, but I saw the american one um what was it? grace point i think it was called or something right. which was great yeah but i don't know if his face just looked familiar he might have done other stuff uh, he
0: did a bunch of stuff with french and saunders
1: oh that's no help <laughs> google wow. your no help tell you. <laughs> no, thanks a lot sean um <laughs> first show back and i'm left in conundrum capital so uh c asked the doctor for help And while he's explaining everything, he's promptly shot through the head by an unseen outside assailant. If I hadn't heard the glass crack, I would have thought he got bitten by a mosquito. I mean, just the way his head just plop.
0: (laughs) It was like, oh, that was awfully efficient.
1: Yeah. And then ray blasts like the one from the car come flying through the window. And then a troop of light beings walk through the walls, threatening our heroes. They certainly like to walk through walls.
0: I feel like it's like, okay, is this going to be like that one episode where, is it ghosts? No, it's, you know, this weird alien that's in a weird, like, inter you know, in between dimensions or something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is kind of, sort of like that, only these were not like happy and just wanted to get to their you know mate. Right. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: these felt like they should be be what was coming out of the crack in the wall. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that idea. That would have been great. Um but then see that would well they can now because of what we're going to talk about later. But anyway, so um the doctor and the fam retreat to the TARDIS, and they see one light being almost penetrate the ship's defenses, which floored me.
2: Oh yeah, and the doctor, and,
1: then, and she flies away, and I kind of like like she's pulling away from it, just kind of zips back out the door, uh, stretches back out the door. But I was like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's this?
0: Yeah, I'm like, wait, I thought it's been pretty well established. Nothing could do that.
1: Right? (laughs) And I was like, Chibs, what are you doing? (laughs) Here we go again. Um, Didn't do any more with that thing. Goodness. Uh, Before he's killed, though, C has revealed that he sacked the only man on staff responsible for monitoring the unexplained. And now they don't know where he is.
0: Oh,
2: well, buoy for you.
0: Yeah. Nice
1: go.
2: That's really helpful.
1: And since Unit and Torchwood are also both gone, which we mentioned, this means nobody has been watching the horizon. Well, that's just great. So uh, the doctor, while uh, this is while she's still in the office, she uh, texts the missing spy who goes by the letter O. And that's played by Sasha Dewan. And he actually responds. She is kind of floored by that because he's like, we don't know where he is. And She's texting, and he's like, You'll never reach. And then all of a sudden, she gets a message back. And he's totally gobsmacked. He's, he's like, What? Huh? <laughs> How'd that happen? And he responds with a message using steganography. Is that right? Steganography. Yep. Yeah. Close enough. Did better in your first opening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh Hiding his location inside the image, which was a big fish. Um, in the remote Australian outback in that picture of a fish. I liked how when they were in the TARDIS, you know, they were like, why do you keep looking at the picture of the fish? And she's like, we're, you know, it's in there. So, uh, they get to uh, the outback. She and Graham head off to see him and she has Ryan and Yaz go undercover aided by loads of spy gadgets they procured from sea before he died. (laughs) I like how Graham was reaching for a shoe or something and he smacked his hand away like a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, don't touch. And um, they're at Daniel Barton's company headquarters in San Francisco.
0: I Uh, was staring at Sasha, trying to figure out who the hell he was for the longest time.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And then I realized he's from Iron Fist, Marvel's Iron Fist on, well formally on Netflix,
2: right?
1: That doesn't help me either. Thanks. <laughs> um,
2: and he was also in a previous episode of Doctor Who.
1: That's got to be where oh, I saw. Oh yeah, it. that's got to be. Yep. Oh yeah, they did mention that. Yeah, somewhere I read that. That's right. uh So let's talk to Spy Team One. This is where the doctor and Graham are. And in the out in the outback, two Australian agents who've been placed to protect the doctor and O, Cissé and Browning. Sounds like a company name. Lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're attacked and obliterated by the creatures. Well, that um, was a short assignment. I would say they were
0: no help at all. No.
1: <laughs> I mean, they sounded good, but, you know. Of course, when uh, they were the woman was outside and it was dark and those lights were flickering on and off. Like it's moving around before the other guy, the guy came over. I was like, yeah, that is kind of creepy. You know, those motion detectors going off at different lights. Yeah. That kind of get me freaked out too. Yeah.
2: Cause you yeah. don't see
1: anything. I know. <laughs> I know. But, but
0: I feel like, okay, you guys are supposed to be trained. Why are you freaking out so badly?
1: Really? Well, you know, since Unit and Torchwood are gone, you don't have well-trained people anymore. Right. They don't make them like they used to. (laughs) So a swarm of the things, things, these are the light creatures, uh, move towards O's cabin. And he uses an invisible electric fence to force a retreat. And it takes care of all of them but one.
0: Great. That can still kill you.
1: Yeah. Well, at least you've kind of bettered the odds. You know, three of them and one of the light beings. So one of them gets past and it makes its way into the cabin. Don't these people know about front doors? And, you know, just walk in. Uh, The doctor traps it in a containment box and, O zaps it into a relative submission. And the creature. Go ahead.
0: No, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, sure.
1: And the, the creature didn't want to say anything, just kind of glowed. And uh, then it started to talk and tells them that they, the creatures, are from beyond, and they're planning to take over the universe.
2: Yeah, not just Earth, the whole damn universe.
1: Yeah. See, that's why he wasn't talking. He was going to gloat. Yeah. <laughs> Spelled G L O G L O W T, right? Gloat. <laughs> uh, so I love that she asked him, you know, take over the country, the planet, the galaxy. No, the universe. Ooh, we love to set high goals for ourselves. So we go to Spy Team 2, and we go to San Fran, and Yaz and Ryan gain access to Barton's office by posing as a reporter and a photographer duo from the UK paper that Barton's mother reads. She's still into legacy media. Yeah. He seemed so disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she still she still yeah. reads your newspaper.
2: Yeah, but if it wasn't for them being from her his mother's newspaper, they probably wouldn't have gotten to meet him at all.
1: And my question is, when your parrot starts crapping himself, how many iPads are you gonna sit at the bottom of his cage? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So anyway, Uh, He invites them to attend his birthday party uh, the following day because he cuts the interview short. He goes, that's his apology. And when he leaves the office, they use their spy gadgets to copy all the data from his computer for the doctor. Ryan used his camera to copy uh, Barton's ID badge. Yeah. I like like that camera. That's pretty slick. Yeah.
2: They had some slick toys. You have to admit that. They
1: did. They did. So uh, Barton surprises them by returning, and they hide behind the sofa in his office, and he calls out, and you're thinking he's calling out to Yaz and Ryan, but it's the light beings who come in through another wall, <clears throat> and um, and he chastises them for being indiscreet.
0: Now, at this point, if they were always there, why didn't they mention, you know, you got some people behind your couch? Yeah.
1: I thought for sure they would have said something, you know, and I thought as smart as he is, I thought he would have noticed. Uh, but he didn't. Um, he, um, he has his machine also, which was supposed to be a recorder. I don't think you have that. We, we have this in here. I'm just going to throw it in. and If I, we repeat it, I apologize. That they did a DNA scan with this uh, recorder, and it turned out that he's only 97% human.
0: Uh...
1: What's the other three. Thirty. <laughs> what the hell kind of math are you doing? I said three. Oh, I thought you said what's <laughs> the other thirty? I was like, whoa. I think the other three is not right. It would be seven percent. Um I oh. think the I think the other <laughs> yeah, I think the other seven percent are uh pastries and cappuccinos. Um Wait, that might be me.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be electronics. Of course. All his tech is implanted in his body and is rewriting his DNA.
1: My mother still reads legacy media. Get over yourself. So um, he leaves, and before uh, Yaz and Ryan can escape in his wake, Yaz is attacked by one of the lingering creatures. See, why wouldn't they have been in there in the first place? And she disappears.
2: That can't be good.
0: Oh, you guys are in so much trouble.
1: (laughs) Ryan, however, makes it out of the building, but Yaz finds herself in a nowhere place. I love this description because that's what I was thinking. It looks like the close up of a scalp in a dandruff commercial. I love this. You think we we have fun writing this stuff out, folks? Yeah, we think. (laughs) Or of an animal's fur in a flea medication commercial. I love that.
0: I was like, are those
1: DNA strands? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. And then the the scalp, I was like, yeah, these are like hairs, aren't they? Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, because they kind of waved, so they weren't trees.
1: Yeah. I was like, honey, I shrunk the kids. (laughs) (laughs) So now simultaneously in all locations, something starts to happen. Ryan, gasping for breath outside Barton's office building, sees glowing beings manifesting at the windows of a number of offices on various floors. The creature in containment, this is back in the Outback, starts glowing and draining energy from O's system. He's got quite a bank of stuff there. Um, That's not good. And then Yaz sees energy shooting through the giant hair follicle things. that are around her and through the surface on which she stands. Thank God. None of them went to her. They all went around her right. as far as the things on the surface. And then somehow Yaz travels through the energy flare and takes the contained takes over the space of the contained creature in the outback. So, you know, it's like, Oh, musical chairs. Anyone? Yeah. I was like, Damn. So uh the doctor fetches Ryan to them and the fam is reunited in the outback. And then Yaz and Ryan reveal what they heard Barton saying to the creatures in his office, but they can't tell who was in charge of whom. Who zoom and who? So when they share that they've been invited to Barton's party, the doctor's like all excited. And then they, she decides, well, they all should go together.
2: Party Why party. not?
1: Why not? And I like how they all get uh, dressed up. The doctor, Ryan, and uh, Graham. Their bow ties are cool. The bow ties are sharp. Even on uh, the doctor, the bow ties are sharp. Although those short pants are just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. They got dressed up for the party. I know, but I talking about the short. Pants. Yeah, the Capris. Like, <laughs> it's not even Capri. No. I don't know what the hell no, those it are. It's strictly a 12th Doctor thing.
2: Yeah, it must be.
1: They're Gallifrey and slacks.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's what it is.
1: <laughs> so they're at uh, the party, which is casino-themed, and it's supposed to be at an estate in the California wine country, but it's very much in Europe. And the Doctor confronts Barton and demands answers. Who are the creatures? Where are they from? How long have they been on Earth? Who's in charge of whom? Why is his DNA 7% (laughs) non-human? Have you ever noticed some paragraphs have too many questions? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he plays it off pretty smart, I thought. He accuses her of being crackers. I mean, he really kind of just politely tries to blow her off. Um, and he escapes the party in a chauffeur car. Uh, she's onto him, you know. But as soon as he like, they share looks while he's at the car. You know, it's like, yeah, your cover's blown now, and you know it. But he was playing it pretty cool there for a bit. And uh, in Bondian style, the family steal three of Barton's motorcycles from his driveway and give chase. Can all all else- I
0: kept thinking was, way back when. Can you ride a motorbike? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I want to also give props to the music in this episode. Um, they kind of gave it a real Bond feel in certain yes, parts. Yes,
2: absolutely they did.
1: And a lot of the uh, incidental music throughout was really good. So big props to the music uh, for both episodes. But yeah, they they give Chase. Uh, he shoots... Ineffectively, he's also insulting his driver from his moving car. And they catch up to him at his private airport. Uh, they go through the hangar. She opens the door with her sonic. Yay. And uh, he ends up getting into his private passenger jet alone, initiates takeoff. And as he's getting ready to move, the doctor uses her sonic to open its tail door so they can all jump aboard. Talk about running. Yeesh. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it like when the military does it, they're supposed to go out the plane, not running into the plane. Right,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't. I kind of mess with my head. So they just barely make it, and uh, when they're in the main cabin, O, who was the last one to get in, makes a comment about being a poor sprinter.
0: I yeah. I have to side with him on this
2: one. <laughs> yeah, Graham made it there before he did.
1: Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I probably would have still been on the ground going, bye, guys. Come get me later, all right? I'd have been like, let me get the motorcycle and I'll chase you with the motorcycle, the scooter, you know. So um, he says he's a poor sprinter. Well, that kind of would explain. Yeah, I agree he shouldn't have been behind Graham, but um, that kind of explains him getting in there. And then this comment strikes the doctor odd since she's familiar with O's files. And she happens to know that he was a champion sprinter at school.
2: Somebody's busted.
1: And when she calls him on the discrepancy, he laughingly admits, you know, where he says, well, you got me. And it turns out that O is actually the master.
2: Dun, dun, dun. All
1: right. This reveal
0: was kind of, I I don't know, it irked me. You too? Good. (laughs) Because the way he was playing it, when he had that goofy, like, laugh and clap, and it's like, have you lost your entire mind? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at first, when it's like, I told you, you should... Be looking for the spy master. It's like, oh, oh, okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he started getting weird. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> now let me ask you, let me ask you guys something because I've read a couple of articles that said the reveal wasn't that much of a shocker, even saying spy master. Well, I've heard that phrase before. It never really. It didn't click. Did you guys feel like uh he's going to uh, the master's going to appear in this episode or was this reveal a shock to you? Cuz I was surprised.
2: Oh, was absolutely. Surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even though it was out there on Twitter it was like eh, you got to be nah, you can't. No, huh?
1: Yeah, he said spy masters. <laughs> Good. He also said spy. So I guess I'm supposed to see the Mad Magazine characters come to life in spy. Exactly,
2: versus spy. spy versus spy. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: or, or are we actually going to get somebody playing James Bond in the episode? You know, right? I mean, come on, are you serious, Doctor no. I was still really confused. Yeah, me too.
0: Because the last we seen the Master or the Mistress Missy, well, she, both. she, yeah, true. She was shot by her former incarnation. So I'm like, okay, they're not coming back. That sucks. But then we get this. I'm like, well, this kind of sucks because I (laughs) was really hoping that somehow Missy was coming back.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, that kind of made me think back to that. And I thought, okay, well, here's the first thing. This was back in uh, the 12th Doctor's run, Capaldi's run. If she had shot him first, which she'd be smart enough not to do, that takes her out. That's the grandfather paradox because he was her previous
2: self.
1: So if you take out your previous self, you're gone too. So a little back to the future in there. He's the one that zaps her and then she slowly dies. And then I think he's dying from the wound that she gave him when they hugged before he zapped her. So she, you know, kind of passes out or lays on the ground. He uh, was on that elevator and he went down, we don't know how far, but let's assume to the bottom where the Cybermen were, because they were at the bottom of that ship, where the front of it and the bottom of it were uh, different speeds of time. So, um, you know, if he got regenerated as a Cyberman, he'd have all the big shiny stuff all over him. Obviously, that didn't happen. And so, taking her out, he remains the latest version of himself. And I didn't like how the actor played him, and I thought he was trying to do too much of a John John Sim Sim, impression. Yeah, I thought he was trying too hard. But then again, let's think of it this way. It could have been he might have regenerated fairly soon, and the doctor, whenever we see the doctor regenerate, is a little scrambled. So it could have been he was just kind of acting erratic like that because he regenerated somehow, some way. Um, you know, again, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but I don't, I don't like it. Right. It, it yeah. was
2: hard to wrap your head around to make it all make sense.
1: If Chips does something to give some explanation on that this season, it doesn't have to be in this, these episodes. That would be okay, but I thought, no. Nah. was seeing
0: su- this, this was really the one reason I wanted to go to the theater to see it, because they were doing a Q and a and I have a right. feeling somebody would have asked something along these right. lines.
1: Right. I know. I know. Well, maybe they'll have it on YouTube later this year. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they'll throw that stuff out months later. I just thought it was kind of weird, because it's like in uh, one of uh, Tenant's ones where the Time Lords came back and they uh, shot the Master and the Doctor's begging him to regenerate and he won't do it. I think that's the last we saw of him until Missy showed up. Yep. I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty was, sure. Did he, did he appear in Matt Smith's run?
0: I don't think no. so. No, no.
1: Okay. So the next time we see the master, it's Missy during Capaldi's run, you know, but he didn't regenerate while the doctor, well, he could have regenerated, you know, we saw Capaldi's doctor hold off regeneration. So maybe he did that when the doctor wasn't around. So he, you know, couldn't see it. Right. But, you know, so, you know, who knows how that goes? So maybe that's how Missy came around, but he would have had to have regenerated again. So basically, by killing her, and now he's back again, now the Doctor Who universe is Missy never existed.
2: Right. And we're what? back to 2005.
1: <laughs> yeah, 2005 again. Because if, if it's John Simms' master, then he becomes Missy, and he kills Missy. We see her die, but he goes down the elevator shaft. He's now again the latest version of himself. And if he's now back again in this episode, then Missy never existed because he regenerated into this new doctor we have right now.
0: This is getting confusing.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> it is back to 2005 again,
0: right? This is yeah. too timey. Why me for me? Yeah. That was
1: my biggest complaint. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Uh, let's uh, start wrapping this section up here. Um, so the master has manipulated the entire situation in his new form, including getting Barton off the plane while they were boarding. Sly dog. So instead of a pilot, the plane now has a sonic-proof bomb sitting in the cockpit. Where's that blow-up doll from Airplane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he need that. Uh, so the master hmm. kind of introduces himself to the new companions. And they're all like, who's this dude? And uh, you can see the doctor's totally terrified, as always. And he cryptically tells the doctor everything she thinks she knows is false. Then he disappears with a group of the light beings just as the bomb goes off and the plane starts going down. Exit yeah. right.
0: Great. Great.
1: Right. And, and finally, the doctor frantically tries to figure out how to save her friends. But before the plane crashes, she blinks into the nowhere forest where Yaz was. And she's terrifyingly alone and unsure where her friends are. Yikes.
2: And we and... had to wait a whole week to find out what happened. Yes. Ah, massive that cliffhanger. Was...
0: Yeah, that was something I was not expecting.
1: It was a good cliffhanger, though. Oh, it hell was. yeah. cliffhanger.
2: <laughs> yeah. We just right, found Sean out about to... the Red Universe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Sean, take us through the remainder here. All right. So in
0: part two, we have the doc in the alternate dimension where she meets Ada Lovelace, plays by Sylvie Briggs, who is a relative newcomer. She doesn't have a whole lot under her belt, so hopefully we'll see her here and there. Okay. Uh, And on the plane, of course, it's going down, but um, they're going to be saved by some dad keys. (laughs) And, of course, shenanigans by the doctor, who manages to guide them through landing the plane safely via hidden handy tools and, of course, an easy app on Ryan's phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, is your plane crashing? There's an app for that, right? <laughs>
2: as
0: well as a, a pre-recorded video presentation. Exactly.
1: exactly. And I by the, the way, don't yell at the video screen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love the plates on the floors. Right. You know, look this way. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you put it all in one spot? Uh huh.
0: Oh, so the doctor discovers in her alternate dimension that she's hanging out in that Ada, who is not yet named Lovelace, has traveled to the Caspian dimension from 1834. And she believes that these people are her guardians because every time she becomes paralyzed, she travels to this place. Hmm, that sounds weird. What's going on with that? Right.
2: Alien abduction much?
0: Right? Yeah. So, of course, I'm thinking, all right, is it she's not really paralyzed? They're, like, pulling energy from her or something? I was going way down the rabbit hole in that one. Yeah. But, hey, don't worry. They'll help us out. Oh, hey, he's here to take me back. Um, Excuse me?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: Somebody needs to tell me what's going on because... This isn't normal. but not, not in the least. Ada is like, no, no, no. It's cool. Take my hand. I'll help you out. And the doc is like, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> How is this going to work? I don't know about you, but I started thinking, is she going to, like, end up somehow in the same body and, like, multiple consciousness? Is this, like, some weird uh you know, she the girl is going to be diagnosed with, like, Multiple personalities because of this, right? But it does not turn
2: the body that way. snatchers.
0: Yeah, there you go. Because they end up back in the 19th century, and hey, the doc is actually herself and whole, and in hmm. her very odd clothes, according to everybody else who's there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is interesting because we also see that there's all sorts of this weird little tech happening, like they're at a show. But apparently, nobody thought it was weird that Ada passed out. I don't know. That didn't feel right to me. But yeah. I feel like they'd have been a lot more concerned. I mean, does she usually just like, er, I'm going down? Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone's like, oh, that's just Ada. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it was just like the one guy talking to her. Like there wasn't like a crowd of people around her. Right. You know, it was just the one guy standing over. Her. Yeah, that was kind of odd.
0: Yeah, it, it just seems strange. Ah, she
1: does this all the time. Never mind. <laughs>
0: right. But, but hey, we get to that, that techie convention. And it's hosted by Charles Babbage.
1: Hmm.
0: Why does this name sound a little familiar? Not necessarily in the Hoover's, but apparently in the Computer-verse.
2: Right. Yes.
0: And we find that Babbage owns a sculpture, a silver lady. And it's like, oh. That seems odd.
2: Out of place. Yes.
1: Very, very.
0: And, of course, the doctor figures out, hmm, something isn't quite right. And as she points her sonic at it, oh, she's figured out it will summon a Caspian. And, hey, maybe I can get back to where I'm from. So she's about to grab the Caspian's hand. Ada's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> Yeah, this could be nothing but good.
1: Awful. I wonder if she's a I wonder if she's a descendant of Doctor Lovelace from Wild Wild West. Right. There you go. I just I just stumped Sean right now. There yeah. yes. I was there, like, I don't know that one. There was a crappy remake make made a number of years ago with Will Smith and Kevin Klein. I thought maybe that might have rung your bell. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, what we're the original
2: about was much better.
1: Oh by far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only good thing about the Will Smith one was the theme song. I love the theme song. Right. Wow, wow, Wes. Great. Wow. Now
0: that's in my head. Thanks, guys.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where do they end up, Sean?
0: They end up in 1943 Paris. Dead the full heat of World War II. Now, somebody's memory is going to be better than mine in this regard. When did Rose end up in in the war... And when did she end up meeting an empty child um Captain Jack?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good throwback. What year was that? Was that also World War two I think it was, yeah,
0: yeah. But that's why I couldn't remember oh. where she was in there. I'm like, is this going to be some
2: really weird. Uh, we could really get timey-wimey if they had a yeah. railroad to yeah. each other. I'll have to look that up later. <laughs> I, I hadn't even thought
1: about that. But yeah, yeah, that's a great throwback. If yes. they intended it to be a throwback, we don't know. But oh, but wow. Good. Yeah, that's right.
0: But yeah, it made me wonder. I mean, I don't think she was in Paris, though.
1: No. but Dr. I, think, she, I think it was Berlin, wasn't it? Yeah. Where she met uh, Captain Jack. I want Captain Jack back. So do I. So does he. Yeah, I I know he does. I'd love to see him back. He's cool.
0: Anyway, let's go back to Paris. Okay. The doctor and Ada meet a woman in the streets who, of course, did not know where they came from and was not too cool with them being there, but was like, oh, crap, they're here. Get off the street. Get off the street. Go, go, go. Turns out to be, and I'm going to screw this up, nor in a yacht, yeah, con, you got it, Khan, okay, who turned out to be the first female wireless operator to be sent from Britain to mm. occupied France, which I did not know about her. Why have I not learned
2: about this?
1: you don't hear about women all in history, right that's why when you see things no, that what? are lakes to the stories or memes that talk about certain women that you know, like the women that did the space program, the woman that uh, uh, worked on uh, the first computer or something like that, a first computer program, you don't hear about it because they're female.
2: Right. Ada yeah. Lovelace was the one who helped start the computer. It, the algorithm mm-hmm. machine that Babbage had was actually Ada's work, not his.
1: Yeah, I think they called it, what, a counting machine or something? Yeah. They had a term for it, yeah. That's right. And, you know, with uh, with... Khan, I kind of thought, and they never went there, that she was going to be a, a, a descendant or or Yaz was a descendant of hers because Yaz's last name is Khan. Right. And oh. Never, yeah, and I, I think I sent Steve a message like is
2: that. Right. Is that you know, <laughs> a descendant you know, uh, of Jaws? Really,
1: yeah. I Yeah. like, you know, call Ancestry.com right now. Yeah. <laughs> but they never went there with it. But Yaz's last name is Khan, I thought, ooh.
2: And that might come back up.
1: It could. That would be cool.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's see if Chimno connects all these dots.
1: But yeah, women who've done really cool things in history, you don't often hear about them because the men are writing the history. Big su- friggin' surprise. Right.
2: <laughs> and a little throwback to last season's episode two, the Rosa Parks.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So yeah. I'm glad that they throw in some actual history, too. Yeah, I love that little bit of Because stuff. little stuff like this, we don't hear about, like yep. like you guys said. Sure. Um, Let's go back. Nor is hiding the ladies from the master and the other Nazis who, what the hell? <laughs> well, of course, oh, it only geez. makes Look, sense. Yeah, the who master, else would he side with? Right. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, who, it's just so irritating.
1: Who was the big bad in the 40s? Hitler. And the Nazis,
0: yeah. But, hey, the doctor is not giving up. Because the doctor is going to not hide. No, no, no. She's going to, in fact, summon the master to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Because why not? That's what she does. Yep. And it was really fun, the way she did this. Because, of course, she's like... Uh, you don't exactly look like one of them. What's going on? Oh, a perception filter works very, you know, very well all the time. They're stupid. It's like, okay, now you just hear him going off on a rant, like they're too dumb to know what I'm doing. Blah blah blah. Oh, okay, you're gonna get your comeuppance in a minute, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, she was excellent at getting him to talk about himself and what he was planning. Oh
1: yeah. Played to his ego.
0: Played exactly to his ego. Yep. And this is when he just decides in his ranting and raving, hey, this is my plan. And oh, by the way, have you visited Gallifrey? You know, in its little bubble universe? Someone nuked the whole thing. And I'm like, hold on, pump the brakes. What the hell? Yeah. I thought nobody's been able to get into it. So did I. So, again... Well, what we, are we saw Capaldi
2: visit it, but we didn't, you know...
0: But he didn't see anything, I thought.
1: Well, the Doctor and his versions sent Gallifrey into the pocket universe. The, the, the Master didn't. Right. So that's why the Doctor could have found it, but the fact that the Master found it... I mean, not that the Master's dumb, but he had to do some serious work to find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And see, I... I thought this was a plan to get the doctor to go there to, to, you know, be in the, it was in a pocket universe to like steal the doctor's TARDIS and leave her there. So, you know, she'd be stuck. Right. I didn't, I didn't expect what Chibs was going to do here. I thought he was just telling her this story about, Oh, the whole thing has been nuked. It's been destroyed, blah, blah, blah. Just to get at her sympathies. So I was like, what the hell? <laughs>
2: So, of course, the doctor, after this little visit with the master, rejoins Ada and Noor and comes up with the plan. What's and the plan? <laughs> because Noor's got some wireless telegraph equipment, she starts to use it. Mm hmm. And she has Nor send the Nazis a message.
1: (laughs) Smart girl. Yep. Love it. I love this part.
2: And once the Nazis have him in hand, she rejoins her allies again to steal the master's TARDIS, conspicuously shaped like an outback cabin and parked on a Paris street. That doesn't at look least, all out of place, now does it?
1: At least his, uh, I'm blanking on the exact term, at least his transition circuit works.
2: Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> but that did look out of place, yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be like the uh, the diner that... Uh, right. Uh, um, the two, uh, what is it, a shilder and... Okay. Um, oh, God, this <laughs> is so long. Rain fart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, brain fart. Uh, the other gal uh, we're stuck on.
2: <laughs> Clara.
1: Clara. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like the doctor when he lost his memory from that thing. Right, that he was with- exactly.
0: Right, yeah. They're back in our time, just in time to stop Barton. But was it just in time?
2: Ooh, no.
0: <laughs> One of which was taking out his own mom.
2: I mean, Just because she wasn't proud of him.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. Most people get pissy with their parents at one time or another. But
1: damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did mommy tinkle in your cornflakes? Oh, so because she's not proud of you. Here's, oh, a yeah. cle- here's a Kleenex. Go kick yourself in the rear end and pick yourself up. <laughs>
0: It's like, oh, okay. Well, guess what? Don't worry because I'm going to just monologue and tell everybody what's up. Yeah. And, and as he's doing this, I don't know about the rest of you. I was looking at my phone going, uh oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait <laughs> for it to turn on.
0: My phone, my smart TV. I think we've talked about this with a couple other shows. It's like, yeah. Oh. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and
1: see when They're he was- listening. When he's telling her this thing, that, that uh, statue, the, the, the wire steel woman or whatever, I was like, you know, that kind of very mega faintly could resemble a Cyberman. Right. And that's, that's where I thought this was going. I thought this was our first, you know, classic baddie coming back now. Because uh, that whole statue being there was like, okay, well, that was the power source and all, but which works—that's fine. But I saw that there, I was like, what other creature do we have that would have a metallic body like that? Right. You know. So.
2: And it was eerily reminiscent of the rise of the side. Cyan-
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got that whole like, vibe. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, like that could have been like the next incarnation of them, right?
1: Yeah. Definitely got the vibe, right. which, would he, have made, which would have made sense from what I said earlier when he went down that elevator right, shaft. That's right. exactly what I was going <laughs> like, to say. And my would have played in so well. Yeah, if he did go to the bottom level, which is where the Cybermen were, that would have worked perfectly. Yeah. Yep. Look,
0: now we're thinking all this, and Chibnall's like, no, I didn't have any of that in, in my idea.
1: <laughs> and, and he's getting the big bucks. What's wrong with this picture? Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: Now we have Graham, Yaz, and Ryan who've been on the run. And hello, I'm sorry, but okay.
2: Person. Calls them out.
0: (laughs) Right. Calls them out. These are dangerous people, blah blah blah. And you have some woman pull out her iPad and start taking a picture. Who the hell carries around their iPad? (laughs) I mean, really, it's like I'm gonna take pictures with this giant, you know, thing. No, no. Come on.
1: I've seen People carry their iPads around.
0: I have, but I haven't seen them taking pictures with them. Yeah. Unless there neither. may be
1: surveyors well, or something. Well, I
2: have over in Europe. A lot of people really? use their iPads to take pictures. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't they have iPhones over in Europe?
2: Yeah, they do. But I've seen Maybe tourists with iPads taking pictures instead of using a phone.
1: I'm not picking up a phone call on an iPad. It's too big. <laughs> no.
0: Uh, I'm not carrying one either. It takes up too much dang room. Yeah.
1: I'm with anyway.
0: Sean. <laughs> Let me have my tiny, tiny, not so tiny phone that barely fits in my pocket. But yeah. yeah. it's because women's <laughs> pockets. But
1: anyway, that's a whole other story. Everything is that size matters with Sean. You notice know that? <laughs> <laughs> what the
0: hell? All right. Well, let's talk about some accessories, shall we? Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> because how are we gonna how are we gonna get away from Barton and and survive everything. Yeah. eyes Okay. <laughs> Laser shoes. Rocket cufflinks. And who the hell else knows we got what we got? Let's <laughs> check out what we got from MI6. Yeah. Hey, did anybody grab directions?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they got all this gadgetry and not a single one of them has a Google Maps app. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Guess they're gonna just figure it out. Yeah. But hey, Doc arrives just as Barton starts to initiate the, all the crazy devices that are going to delete humanity. Hmm. Delete I love this humanity?
1: Part. I love this part. Yep. Yeah, this was really good.
0: Where we got the awesome spinning silver lady and all the Caspians are kind of starting to come through people's technology because they're paralyzed. I was again like what is happening very reminiscent again when Clara got pulled into the internet mm-hmm. like this is so, so many weird things happening I can't get over this
1: and I loved Barton's speech during this whole thing you know and then the um, then as he, he kind of gets into that and then he stops and then the Cassavins take over and you know we're going to, you know, suck you in and, you know, we're going to kill you. And everybody, like, at first is shocked and then their eyes are just memorized, mesmerized at their little gadgets. I was like, well, know, that's, that's what
0: people mostly are when they're looking at their phones and not paying attention I hate, anyway. I hate,
1: <laughs> I hate that.
0: But the process is stopped. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the doctor walks in and she happened to use the Master's TARDIS. With his flying house. Yeah, that's not weird.
1: So override everything. Little little Wizard of Oz going on there. (laughs) Master, we're not in Kansas anymore.
0: It's like, did his get stuck? Like hers got stuck as the phone booth? Or is he just like, screw it, it's a house. Yeah. But I love it because the master's there and apparently kind of pissed that he had lived through 70 plus years of the 20th century. <laughs> Do you know how many places I had to escape from? <laughs> no, but I'm sure you're going to tell us because you got an attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's all like, yeah, I'm going to win. Ha ha. And Doctor's like, mm, maybe no. Yeah. And suddenly everything... Stops working the way it's supposed to. When this happens, Barton's like, get me out. <laughs> so he's running. The master's looking around, going, uh, what that was supposed to happen. Yeah. And the statue's not dancing, but the cass are there all of a sudden, and it's like, um, this isn't cool. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> you just felt the Awkwardness coming off the master in this moment, Mm-mm.
2: especially when the doctor plays his uh, that recording, the recording
0: <laughs> busted. Like, yeah, hey, guess what?
2: You can go you hang recal- out in the her. hair dandruff,
0: yeah, inner dimension. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was too fond of that happening, no, and I feel like. As much as we hate the master, in most of his incarnations, like this might really drive him like totally over the edge if he's not already there yet.
2: Yeah.
0: So I don't Let's know. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, somehow, Missy comes back, or some somebody with more calm. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> I
1: don't I know think, how that's
0: gonna happen, but
1: you know, if he hadn't played it again, if he had just which they didn't say if he recently regenerated, we always see the doctors scrambled after a regeneration. So if that was the explanation, which would have been real short, one line, you know, I just recently regenerated. I'm not going to tell you how. Mm -hmm. Covers the whole base. And then you could see him acting all weird. But without that, it just seemed like we said earlier, just he was trying too hard to copy John Sim.
0: But it was somewhere in... O's timeline because
1: Yes, yes. The doctor had met the original O. Because he had the uh the little the shrinking um thing in his pocket, which goes back to the very classic who classic who the very first master was, was was played excellently by Roger Delgado. And he had a device that would shrink people down like that. And uh I love how the doctor I forget what the doctor did to to counter that. And she goes, you're not the only one who can do classic. Yeah, <laughs> And I love that they used the word classic. I was like, oh, that's sweet. That was good. Yeah. So big time throwback.
0: Nice. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, was that he awesome? was. Yeah. The original master, I think it was during the third doctor Pertwee's run. I think that's where we first saw the master. Right. During John Pertwee's run, who was my favorite doctor, he had a device that would shrink people down. So when this master pulled it out of his pocket and the actual O was inside a matchbox, I was like, where the hell have I seen that before? God, I know that from somewhere. (laughs) And I went and looked. I was like, that's where it was. Yeah. So that's a big time. That's going all the way back to like 1970 throwback.
0: So it's nice that they're pulling these little pieces out. Because there's yeah, more coming and I got questions <laughs> in just a question. few more sentences. She's got
1: questions. Question. Oh, never mind.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> because everything is threatened right now, since Ada and our friend Ms. Khan are out of place, we have to put them back. And not only that, we have to erase their memory, which interestingly, it was so simple for the Twelfth Doctor to just kind of do a little tap tap, and their memories of what happened is gone.
2: Right. Yeah. Where did this
1: like a vulnerability?
2: Yeah, <laughs> ability come from?
1: Because Capaldi's had that device, right? That he used with Clara, and Clara reversed it on him. So yeah, this was kind of a well. Even the Tenth, he did
0: like have to deal with touching Donna's head, but it seemed like it was more significant, but I mean, that was devastating for me with 10 and doctor or the 10th doctor and Donna. But then when you go forward in that timeline, I'm wondering if it's because he put in like a safety measure, which we see when the, the master comes back.
1: I just, it just dawned on me to get off track where what the doctor said and she goes, I also do classic. She kind of mind connected with the master and talked to him. And the first time that happened was back, um, oh, shoot, I'm going to forget the year. I think it was the early 80s, where they did the Five Doctors special. Right. And they all mind-connected to one another. And uh, they kind of, you know, did like a hive mind kind of thing. So when she did that and was able to talk to the master, and then he he shows up inside the hangar there, she's like, you know, oh, that's a neat trick. She goes, you're not the only one who can do classic. That's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so another good throwback,
0: so. Yeah. I and then kind of and then this is where I start to question a whole lot of things. Uh-oh. Hopefully you guys will jump in and help us out. Boing. <laughs> the Doctor visits Gallifrey, does actually find the planet, is on the surface, and it looks exactly as the Master described. What happened? Did Which anybody survive? You just see the tears starting to well up. And she goes inside and she's just really shook up. And suddenly something in her pocket goes off. What the hell? What is this? Apparently a geo-triggered hologram from the master. Explaining everything I said was true. Only I was the one who did it. I had to punish everyone. Every last one of our people for lying about our origins. Because he's like, it's in there. It's in our heads. We've always known. It was a lie of the timeless child. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Because all we've seen was a quick flash from the episode last season where we have those weird cloth aliens.
1: Which was also the second episode of last season.
0: Oh, I did not realize that.
1: Yeah. But we also saw a quick flash of a young child standing up in front of like two tall towers or pillars or something going up to a sky that was really maybe not naturally bright. Right. Above them. Yeah. So. so but yeah, I was,
0: looked up the timeless child and there is nothing except about last season's episode. Well, they're not going to tell they you mentioned it, yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, was this ever mentioned in classic who? What the hell? So this, this is just something totally new. Yeah. This is a
1: time Lord myth. Yes. And if Chips doesn't screw it up, this could end up being really, really. Because everybody kept saying at different points throughout last season, (laughs) back 500 years ago, that, um, you know, they mentioned the timeless child, which we're all like, "Ooh, that's something new. What is that? She's like, get out of my head. Get out of my head. And then they never said a peep about it the rest of the season. And that was the second episode of season 11. So it's funny. It's the second episode of this season.
0: I wonder if we're not going to hear anything until next season. Now
1: yeah. he does that again. I'm going to personally fly to his house and get myself arrested. You're going to fight him? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm probably going to do like something like public lewdness or something or other. <laughs>
0: like you, son of a yeah.
1: anyway. Why you? No good. Kiss so, my <laughs> yeah. Kiss my Tardis. Sir
0: Gallifrey, destroyed again. Are the Doctor and the Master the last two surviving Time Lords? Can this be true? We will find out all this and more (laughs) on the next Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) I lied. It won't be the next one. But, you know, we really hope that this is going to happen. But, I mean, we have the Doctor actually being kind of sort of open with everyone. Because they're like, we don't know anything about you. And finally, they just ask, where are you from? And she gives the little speech, which throws me back to the 10th Doctor.
1: Yeah. Yep. I thought it was a little too close to his. <laughs> I it was exactly, Yeah. Not... I think so. Yeah. And I was like, not that the Doctor wouldn't know these facts and say them, but it just, I was like, you got new writers now. You know, think of a new way to say it. You know, change the order of it.
0: But she was not her age this time. I was yeah. surprised. Because I'm like, how old is she? Because we don't know how far we've gone forward yet. Yeah. Overall, what did you two think of the the episodes?
1: Well, I except for the the thing with the master, you know, what all that inherently brings up, and I wasn't crazy about how he was kind of mimicking Johnson, and I didn't like the fact that Gallifrey was destroyed again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, those were two kind of thum- big thumbs downs. But I thought, as I said before, that this kind of really captured, if not classic who, more of a traditional Doctor Who feel. That you weren't, as a lot of people claimed, you weren't, you know, ringing the PC bell. You weren't trying to do any kind of social or political message. Not that Doctor Who's never touched those subjects, but I think last season they may have gone, you know, kind of heavy handed. And, you know, what little pieces of history that we got in this thing were really nice, just kind of thrown in things, which I like. You could have something like a Rosa or you could have a couple things thrown in like this episode did. So uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, when I first heard the name was Spyfall, I said I sent a message to Steve and Sean on Facebook <laughs> like Spyfall. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I really loved it the music was great I thought you know the the bow tie and chasing on the scooters and all the James bondish stuff i I really really liked it so big thumbs up for me
2: yeah Graham uh, tap dancing in rocket shoes was uh
1: completely <laughs>
2: awesome <laughs> couldn't hit the broadside of a bar <laughs> with it. <Yeah. laughs>
1: You know, but he still shoots better than a stormtrooper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because he actually Hit got much closer. closer. <laughs> oh, let me just cut you off, Steve. One one quick thing. other thing I liked was they actually gave Yaz tons more to do here. Right. Where they only did that a couple of times last season, and she was kind of thrown off in the back side. So go ahead, Steve. Sorry, I just jumped in my head. So. That's
2: all right. Yeah, I've, I like the way they kind of split. The group off and 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 did have Yaz and Ryan doing something that really could have cost them their lives if they got caught dealing with this mogul. I mean, he yep. could have had them locked away forever, real easily. So, yeah, and yeah, Ryan's <laughs> got to stay cool. Yeah, Yaz ha- Yaz handled it well. That, there's no doubt about oh, that, yeah. but. Ryan, not not spy stuff. He 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 can land a plane, but he can't ride a bike.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's should... ahead of most of us. Yeah,
1: that should be a T-shirt on the front. It says, "I can fly a plane, but land a plane." And on the back, it says, "But I can't ride, ride a, a bike." bike. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah. I enjoyed it. There was some some light humor and some nice action and. Yeah, you did get kind of a spy thriller feel to it, so you know those were great. Yeah, seeing the doctor at the casino playing cards and not that knowing what cool. game was <laughs> playing. Snap. Yeah,
1: snap. yeah, isn't what we're playing? It's like no, you're at the blackjack table. <laughs> <People>. <laughs> and how Ryan and uh, Ryan was betting all the money. Right. You know, and- and and and, uh, and they were just like, ooh, ooh, we're going to win. Uh, did, that, did we win? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the <laughs> ladies are like walking by and Graham and Ryan are like, hello, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like trying to be all like, they they want to jump out of their skin because they're winning, but they're trying to play a joke cool, you know. Right. Yeah.
2: And uh, I did like the history lesson we got with um, Ada Lovelace and, and yeah. Norcon. Those... The, yep. Stuff that I didn't know that I really appreciated them giving me the knowledge of. I I like to hear about strong women in the past, and those two were definitely ones of the strong.
0: I liked it overall, other than, yeah, what we discussed with the over-the-top master moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: I am uh, happy that it's back, and I'm looking forward to this season. So that's I know that's like really boring, but obviously really heard boring, me, this whole second half being kind of crazy and chasing the rabbit. So I think you guys know how I feel.
1: Uh yeah, but maybe our listeners don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've worked with you, Sean, our listeners haven't. You know? <laughs> uh,
0: I, say I guess maybe the up. only
1: other I guess the only other thing I would say and, and for some reason, I guess because I got caught up in the spyness of these episodes was I would have liked to have known more, you know, it was kind of like uh, Tim Shaw. I would have liked to have known a little bit more uh, than what they did give us uh, about the light creatures. Right. You know, they said, well, we're going to take over the universe. Well, okay. And, you know, if, if you just want to, you know, say you're like a warrior race or you're just an angry race, whatever, and that's happened before in Doctor Who and you want to do that, okay, but they just said we're here to take over the universe, period. That's it.
2: Oh, my.
1: Okay, good for you. Cybermen much? Yeah, you know, so maybe just a little bit more, I don't want to say fleshing out because it didn't have flesh, but (laughs) a little more lighting out, maybe, of uh, the creatures, but I, I, for some reason, where that kind of seemed a little more important with Tim Shaw, it didn't seem as important here, but that would have been nice, so. Didn't ruin the episode
0: for me, but. We might get something later. You never know. Yep. Whenever the master comes back.
1: Oh, I'm on a, I'm on a plane. No, I'm off the plane. Oh, I fooled you. <laughs> I, picked <over laughs> because that, I picked over because that was the look. That was you were going to say when you found out who I was. I was like, really?
2: Yeah, well, it kind of reminded me of the, uh, when Sims was taking over the entire country and turning everybody oh, into him.
1: Making him. Him. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what yeah, that was the true. whole feel
2: i got from that whole speech on the plane from him was that that's the crazy john sim that
1: <laughs> and see they could have done that even with john sim in that episode trying to do that with the technology too right that would have played well too yeah you know made everybody into him you know so um wow. give like a total thumbs up
0: <laughs> you guys know how we feel. How do you guys feel about it? Shoot us an email at contact us or oh contact us at site oh my gosh. I don't even
1: know our, our Do you emails. even know what network you work do on not. anymore?
0: I my brain. You can send emails to contact us at fangirlzone.com or do we sell the pod doctors up?
1: Yes, we still have the pod doctors at gmail.com
0: So either way you can contact us and We'll talk about it. And we love talking about fan theories because yeah. that's what we are. Come on. Yeah,
1: come on. <laughs> and
0: Simone,
1: while you're- are you, Simone, are you awake? Hello? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you can check out Fangirl Zone, www.fangirlzone.com. We are revamping. But there's all sorts of stuff there about our random randomness and everywhere we are. And, of course, while on the interwebs, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends, how have you not gotten them into into Doctor Who by now? I mean, come on. Some, yeah. some of them you got a dragon kicking and screaming, but then they get hooked. You find that one episode and they're there forever. So we, of course, hope you enjoy the podcast. And for this episode of The Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean fangirl S.
1: And I'm Terry, and I refuse to pass through any walls.
2: And I'm Steve, two pacifists and a 19th century descendant of Byron against the Nazis in Paris and an alien invasion across multiple dimensions.
0: And until next time.